if I had to pick of all the players that I've ever picked, the people that I would go to battle with ever in my life, he is on that team. If I had to make a 15-man roster of people that, like, I've been in battles with, I've looked eye to eye. Like, there were times where, like, Kenyon and Jay Kidd were heard, and me and him are looking at each other. I'm like, well, how many pick and rolls are you going to set for me? He's like, hundreds. And we would just go out there and do because we were, like, again, we came in as rookies. We were together for six years and all the playoffs. So we had so much brotherhood there from a competitiveness before you even got to our college and high school histories. And so, no, like, when we crack jokes ab yeah. about this stuff, yeah. I just want to make sure that, like Jason said, treat your friends like you've always treated your yeah. friends. Yeah. Don't change them. Like, our conversation and even my conversation, how I interact with all my teammates now that I'm in the media side, is still the same. I still give Channing shit. I still troll Brown. I still make fun of JR. <laughs> I do the same things I always yeah. do. Hey, Road Trippin' fam. We are excited to let you know that Road Trippin' is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played NBA Daily Fantasy on FanDuel before? Well, check this out. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Why should you play on FanDuel NBA? Well, for one, it is easy to use when it comes to their app. What's not to love about that? But also, for example, they offer different and unique contests across sports in relation to your skill level. Oh yeah, and get this, you can play for big prizes, single game contests for the biggest national matches, and enter contests for as low as five cents. That's right, five cents. Simply incredible. So again, let's recap. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Enter URL FanDuel.com backslash roadtrippin to play now and get your deposit bonus. That's URL FanDuel.com backslash roadtrippin so they know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win. This episode of Road Trippin' is brought to you by Bourbon Time. Even if you don't have the traditional nine to five schedule, there is no denying that this past year has changed the way work and rest intersect. Without a designated office to come home from, we're kind of missing that little natural break in our days. Our friends at Jim Beam recognize this phenomenon and they want to help us out. Beat the burnout. Start blocking off the hours of 6 to 7 p.m. as your me time. A little me time, Allie. Oh, right? heaven forbid. To do what you love. For you and only you, I love a good me time. Me, I need about eight to 10 hours of me time a day. Channing, he needs all of the me time, doesn't he? No, he needs all the me time. I just need one hour. Give me a hot tub, yeah. give me a cold drink, and give me some good music, and I'm good to go. So that Jim Beam goes down so smooth, Oh, so eh? smooth. Just a little eight to 10 hours of me time a day, and I'm just fine. I'm very tolerable. Let's make the idea of bourbon time a reality. Join me in reclaiming 6 to 7 p.m. as the happiest hour so you can do whatever it is that makes you happy. And if that involves a glass of bourbon, remember to drink Jim Beam responsibly. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021, Jim Beam Brands Corporation, Chicago, Illinois. Cheers. 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 Welcome into this edition of Road Trippin' presented by FanDuel. I'm your host, Allie Clifton, alongside Richard Jefferson. You see him right there you guys already have taking no a swig. no idea. Channing Fry. You have no idea. 
It has been like five months since we've been in the studio. We are excited to be in the studio, and there's no better way to kick off being back in the studio than with our guest that I have just learned so much about in the last like 10 minutes. Oh. Um, he's an NBA Cares ambassador. He's oh. a longtime NBA vet. He's played for seven teams, six teams, uh, nine teams. Six franchises. Six franchises. Uh. Franchises. He's Richard's best friend. Yeah. Channing said we only can listen to him during this episode. His name is Jason Collins. Jason Collins. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the pod. Uh, <laughs> cheers, my friend. Everybody just needs yeah. to know this. He hasn't been yes. drinking. This is his first sip, but he is already, because he knows no. what he's in for. Because, yeah. So now. I, I know anytime I'm in a room with Richard. <laughs> It's like you, you got to be on because like he won't let you be off. Like he won't let you just be like <laughs> sit and be quiet. Like he's like, we had a nickname for him. We called him a golden retriever. <laughs> he, was the he was the golden retriever. Okay, so it, it Kmart was the Rottweiler. And I was the golden was retriever. The golden I would retriever. just run around, just run around happy like a golden retriever. Okay, so if he's a golden retriever and you have to worry most about Richard, then what about Channing? Because I feel like Channing. he's the worst. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. So Teddy's cool. Yeah, because you you were teammates with my brother. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big 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 Jaron. Oh wait. Man, man listen. How he, many? He he lost so much money playing poker. I'm not trying to put his business out there. Oh, but shit. I had to talk to him about his son. Like, hey, Jaron, <laughs> this ain't for you. We need to switch games. You may need to play 21. <laughs> you may need to play Pinochle. Oh, look. No, he got... He but, got but, hey, but, hey, but he played the numbers. By the end of the year, he came back. But no. he was getting boxed. Wait. Those games who's, were hilarious. Who's so, like, twin. So, we, we called him twin because in our rookie summer league, we had two Jasons. Uh, and so they were like, which Jason you're talking about? Then we're like, oh, the one that has a twin. No, so no, the other Jason was Jason Kidd. <laughs> so like he gets to keep his name. That Jason keeps his Thank name. You. Thank you. You got to change. You got to change it, obviously. <laughs> so it was just funny, like when he would come and gamble, right? He already knows the type of shit he would do. So he would come up there, right? And we'd be playing poker. This when poker was big. He would pull out his wallet and put out the money. He would put down the bet. Put it, fold his money back oh, up, right. put it back in his wallet. Yeah. Then one time he wins like a big hand, big hands. Came in like halfway through the flight, played three hands, won the biggest hand of the day, took all the money and left. Yeah. And just left, oh, which is yeah. like the rule yeah. number one you do not do. And he wasn't a rookie. He was in like his like, we were probably in like our fourth or fifth year. Yeah. And so he knows the rules. Literally took up like a few thousand dollars and just left. And all the dudes literally wanted to just cuss him out. They didn't let him play for like two months after that because of what he did. They got a little sensitive. They got a little sensitive. Who's they better got... at poker, you or your brother? Uh, technically, the only time we, we played in a tournament that was like legit tournament um, we actually played in uh, in Vegas at the uh, at the main event, and or it was like it was one of the side terms. But I finished out of three thousand people. I finished fifty fifth. Fifty fifth. How'd your yep. brother do? He, Damn. He 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 busted <laughs> out. He busted out earlier. <laughs> but he was there giving me support. I, I he was there giving me support. Yeah, because wow. I gained a new level of respect for uh, professional poker players. Because it's the mental side of it. Like sitting at a table, you have to read cards, you have to read people's body language. 
you have to do all these things like, like and then you're doing calculations, okay, what's the odds of this? Plus you're worrying about blinds, annies, like the whole, like the whole I really gained a, a level of appreciation and respect for those players who sit at those tables constantly. Because you make, I made it to the day three or of the of the tournament. Top, it's like 50, 55? 55, yeah, out of 3,000. But That's, you know, it was it was a great learning experience. Don't gloss over it, like, you it know. It was fun, it was fun, yeah. it was fun. Yeah. Wow, He's do you not still play? No, I haven't played since the pandemic. I haven't played since, I, before the pandemic, yeah, I would go down um, to Hollywood Park Casino here or, or Commerce. Mm -hmm. But uh, since the pandemic, no, nah, just You know, I've been told <laughs> there's like 10 phrases that I'm not allowed to use with <laughs> you. There's like 10 phrases that I was like, can I say this to them? And they're like, no. I was like, can I say this to them? They're like, no. <laughs> can I say this to them? What are you talking them? about? Just, you, we're going to get into it. We're going to get Let's into go. it. Let's go. No, we'll get into it. We'll ease in there. We'll ease into it at some what? point. Right? Richard's so awkward. What? Yeah. We're can we please so put Channing on? Yeah, thank Richard, you. It's 2021, dog. No, no, no. I wasn't talking about easing to it like that. I was more referencing, like, I figure, like, we have, like, a lot more catching up to do before we get to that. Man, I get nervous when someone says ease into it. What? <laughs> <laughs> See that's right. Those are the jokes. Those were the jokes I'm not allowed to make. Those are the jokes. Those were the jokes I'm not allowed to make. All right, Channing. So what? So what now, Channing? You go. Okay. So, so I was walking down the tunnel in Phoenix with Jaron, and uh, after Jason had you know told the world, uh, and so I was just like, hey, what? You know, dude, I didn't even know. Obviously, I didn't know. But I was like, well, have you talked to him yet? What's that like? He was like, yeah, I called him. And I was like, what's the first thing you asked him? He was like, aren't you too big for that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And when I tell you, <laughs> I was on the par parking lot, concrete, crying, laughing. But like at the end of the day, he was like, dude, it's my brother. I don't care. It was like... The, the best, literally the most, like, true truest form of love yeah. I've ever Aww. heard. And after then, I've been the biggest fan of Jaron. He is, like, the salt of the earth. You didn't like him before? Human. And it changed <laughs> my whole perspective. On the whole thing. No, I did. You mean, Jaren you mean, you Jaren's mean, you a mean, dirty you player, and I'll tell him <laughs> Jaren tried to break my arm one time when he played for Utah. They are. So I was like, man, fuck this dude. No, uh, they are. They're some of the dirtiest brothers so in NBA history. You, know, you, you play physical up until a certain point. You don't cross the line of being dirty, but there's a way to be physical without being dirty. And that's what I, I yeah, tried yeah. to do. You I tried, tried to do. I, tried to do. I, I failed a couple times. <laughs> I apologize, Reggie Miller. And I, I know that was that was my bad. That's not bad. That's was bad. that your one moment that you're oh, like? No, no, I got kicked out. I, so you got a lot of moments. I, I've had moments. With, like, Shaq remember, tried to kill him. Uh, Shaq, yeah, my, my bad, Shaq. Shaq. But Shaq tried to kill everybody. Uh, Lafonso Ellis, though. Um, it was it was bad because I got into him with with him, and then the next day or the day after he played Utah and Jer and then he had to play Jared. So he he was still seeing red. <laughs> <laughs> something that I had done. So he took it out on Jared, and Jared was like, "What did I do?" Oh, but I, you know, there are those players you look that, like him. Yeah, you you like uh, Lafonso Ellis, Danny Fortson, like uh, Corliss Williams, like who just you know you play tough and again you don't back down. Like mm -hmm. you just you play physical. Um, but you try never to cross the line. And but again, I, I got that flagrant, flagrant two foul against Reggie. That was fucked up. <laughs> so yeah, that yeah, yeah. Bad. That, was, that was my bad. <laughs> that was my bad. <laughs> and then also Tim Thomas. I, I, I'm sorry about nah, that too. No, no, no. But, but 
but Tim, but like, and we're gonna, but, 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 but Tim, I don't know. I, so, look, first of all, no, yeah. no one deserves anything, any type of injury. But yeah. like, he, he tried to dunk on me. He could have handled it differently. He tried to dunk on me. I didn't appreciate Tim that. Tim Thomas. Yeah, Tim Thomas tried to dunk. <laughs> he tried to go up, and I tried to go up with him. <laughs> <laughs> He were trying. I stopped at like the fifth floor. He kept on going up. And I ended up like hitting his arm. And then I didn't really follow through, but just like, I'm a big guy. He's a big guy. He fell awkwardly and they had to get the stretcher and, you know, carry him off the court. Oh, <laughs> just says it casually. As a player, <laughs> no, 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 just listen what you didn't know this. This is one thing uh, when like, you know, people talk about like homosexuals and sports and whatever. I'm like, look. The, the two craziest people that I've probably had on my team, and I'm not, oh, like, excluding, like, Kenyon Martin, who was, like, an, a physically just aggressive dude, like, Jason <laughs> Collins and Michael Wright are two of the <laughs> toughest guys that I've ever played with. Like, he, Jason yeah. didn't score that much. He yeah. averaged about five, You're seven points. He would just, oh, yeah. he would just like, club people. I, like, you out there, and I was like, he was oh, a good Yeah, so, but that was the coolest thing. Is It's something that I also... Um, now that I teach the next, you know, you're, yeah. you know, imparting your wisdom to the next generation is once you cross the, the line, it's mm -hmm. okay to be like aggressive. And it's, and it's actually to the, the betterment of your, of your team if you are more aggressive than the, your opponent. So when you cross that line, you can become a totally different person. And that's kind of what I was. And like you cross the line back off, yeah, you know, I'm smiling, laughing, all that. Yeah. <laughs> I cross yeah. that line. You know, I'm taping my wrists. I got my mouthpiece in. I got knee pads. <laughs> I'm fuck somebody up. <laughs> I used to always say, listen, he would literally. So our rookie year, we play against Shaq in the finals. They murder us, right? But this yeah. dude is having to guard Shaq. We're yeah. rookies. Yeah. You're 22. I'm 21. Mm. We're having. He's having to guard Shaq in the finals. I'm having to guard Kobe Bryant. We're getting obliterated, right? <laughs> So the next year, all these lazy kids out there, the next year, you know what our coaches tell us? Hey, uh, we'll see you guys for summer league in three weeks, yeah. right? So we go from playing in the NBA finals. Kids don't even do summer leagues now if they're drafted. Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't know. And I had a little ankle sprain, so I'm out. We went from playing in the NBA finals our first year to going right to summer league. This dude fouled out in every game in Summer League because he had been guarding Shaq, yeah. so then he tried to use the same physicality and was just it's, clubbing people. It's, it's true. The, the refs, and, and that speaks to just, like, Shaq, like how strong he was, but also, like, how professional he was because he got murdered. Like, he got, we, we got to beat him up. Um, and sometimes he, you know, he would, <laughs> give, you a, give you this. Uh, Cliff Robinson used to call it the spine tingler. <laughs> he would give, give you that meat hook. Yeah. And all of a sudden, oh. your whole spine gets compressed. But uh, look, I caught but, the meat hook in New York. Yeah. Hey, he was bullshitting for three quarters. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he goes, Hey, little fry, sorry, we have to win this game. Hit me with this. Next thing you know, I went black and I'm in a stanchion. <laughs> hey, I looked at Isaiah Thomas and Larry Brown like, hey, this isn't going to work no more. This isn't going to work no more. Yeah. I want to live. Yeah. I want to live. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys like you just don't, because I, I would always, when I was playing against him, I would try to be like, hey, Shaq, how's it going, man? How's is family good? Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> everything Get okay? Good no, you do not want to, like, you just, like, you don't, don't poke that bear. Like, just don't, don't, because you, you, you know that side of him 
because you've seen it with Greg, Greg Ostertag and sometimes with Dikembe, he comes through All with that elbow. Ev every big. Yeah, David like Robinson, yeah. every big. Like he just sent a physical message. Yeah, he'll flip a switch on you. Okay, you said like there's that line that like once you cross it, yeah. who's that one guy that made you cross that line? Oh, God. Um, I tried not to uh, – there wasn't there that – I would say Danny Fortson was uh, one of those guys who Ooh, you just you, I wouldn't touch Danny Fortson. Well, it wasn't that like, I, but like you had you had, to, you had to meet his physicality. Like mm -hmm. you you couldn't let him And no one's stronger than Danny Fortson. Yeah. yeah and <laughs> no, you know, thank God we had like players on our team like Roddy Rogers who were fucking just country strong like yeah. kind of guys. Yeah. But um like and 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 A train, but yeah, there are some guys you just you can't back down from them. Mm -hmm. But but they always would you know, try let's to just say, first. let's just say this: Danny Fortson would smoke marble reds at halftime. Danny Fortson, Danny Fortson, he, he, he smoked unfiltered, oh, he's a beast. <laughs> unfiltered Newports he, at halftime. He half was rolling his own cigarettes like Wild Wild West. Yeah, that man was, like, <laughs> man, like, that man was aggressive. But on the bench. Yeah, but yeah, I he, appreciate that. I like, you know, I like the challenge. That's what, as a professional athlete, you have to love the challenge. Um, whether it's you know someone trying to be more physical than you or just has more skill and talent than you, and it's like okay, how can I compete? Like yeah. how am I gonna uh, you know stay on the same court with this dude and and help my team win? Well, it always and, came back to the team. And, and 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 that's one thing that you know as going back, like we had known each other. I, I think I, I might have met him in high school. I'm not sure, but obviously he we, goes to Stanford. I Arizona. go to Arizona. Yeah. And so I get there, and Luke is my roommate. I don't know any of the California State <laughs> basketball. He's laughing. I don't know any of the state California basketball championship stuff, but I know California is the best state in the country when it comes to basketball. So Luke gets there, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we play in Stanford. He's like, I fucking hate Stanford. And I'm like, I was like, he's like, I was like, yeah, okay. He's like, no, nah, they got the consequence. I can't stand them. And I was like, why can't you stand them? Right? He's like, and then he goes, dude. Two years in a row, state mm. championship. Him and his brother, and they had other mm. good players. And then Luke Walton's team was from San Diego. Him and his brothers, they never lost. These idiots never lost. And they would always meet in the state tournament two consecutive years. Yeah. One game goes to overtime. One game is close. Yeah. And whoever wins that game is going to win the state championship. Yeah. Both times, uh, Luke Walton loses. So then fast yeah. forward, <laughs> this dude. So Luke wins the state championship this year. But now we're our rival at Stanford. So Luke is embedding hate in me and I was like yeah fuck those guys let's go get them and then we just like that was back when the Pac-12 like actually had substance they're coming back they had a good run this year they had a good run in March Madness this year yeah but no the women did heck yeah oh yeah oh but no no I was just saying Johnny Juzang went up there we go yeah just that long history we had before we even got to the Brooklyn Nets. So, like, all of a sudden you're drafted with a guy that you've just been, like, hating <laughs> for three years. And it was... And it's funny because I don't, I don't carry that, um, that hate with me. Like, I, like again, I'm, I was really good at separating when I cross a line. Like, when I'm on the court, like yes. Anything. Yeah, in fact, I led the league in fouls one year. Like, I was, <laughs> yeah, like I was that physical guy. But when the game was, you know, when it, I tried to keep all that like that negative stuff, you know, on the court and just like, you know, try to live my life over here. Plus I'm dealing with the fact that, you know, I'm in the closet and <laughs> all the stress and yeah, yeah, no, Okay, so no, can, no, no, I, 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 talk about I would shit. love to ask that question because in my head I'm thinking like, where does that stem from in terms of like having that within you 
of being physical and, and having that mindset. So, and then, to your point... Just because yeah. he likes boys doesn't mean he's not physical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Hold uh, on. So, wait, here we go. Respectfully. <laughs> God, so, Richard. So here, we, here we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah this go. is his girl and his wife. I got beef with you. He's the guy. I got beef with you. For what? what okay, okay. So, many years ago, uh, there oh, was... wait, that, that had nothing to no, do with me. Shut that up. That had nothing to do hang with on, me. Hang on, hang on, because I know where up. this is going. So is it okay if he tells it? Yes, of course. No, I don't give a damn. I don't yeah, care. I know you don't. We can also edit right. this. No, listen, 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 listen in. So years and years, <laughs> and years ago, and this man wants to speak about <laughs> being, he wants to speak about being closeted. Oh, now he wants to come out. So this is what happened. Same, just like how you were talking about how you were talking to Jaron, chatting. So this dude... Back in 2004, there was uh, maybe 2005 or six. There was like rumors going around that there was a player on the Nets that was like closeted gay and like homosexual. And so people started looking at me, and I'm like, "Nah, <laughs> shut up, shut your face, <laughs> shut your face." People started looking at me, and I'm like, "That ain't me. What are you guys talking about?" Only two people, and I don't even think Eddie House knows this. Two people. Eddie House comes up to me right like a practice, like this like BS story comes out, and so he comes up to me, he's like, "Hey, Richard, man." Some people are saying some stuff. I just want to know if it's true, right? And I was like, no, nah, it's not true. He's like, all right, cool. And then went about his business. And then I get a text from this dude, and he goes, I just want to let you know I got your back, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking, <laughs> so in my heart, so listen, in my, in my mind, in That's my such mind. That's a dick move. No, no, that's what he such says. That's what he says. That's what he says. So then in my mind, I'm like, you know what? You know what? That's my guy. We got drafted together. We've been in finals together. We've been like, that's my guy. Fast forward 10 years later. All of a sudden, my phone starts blowing up. Yo, do you see? Did you see? Someone sends me the screenshot of the Sports Illustrated article. And I saw, I was like, yo, what did he say? Yeah, I've been meaning to tell you some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh no. And I go, motherfucker, you couldn't came out back then? Like, no, no, you gotta no. like have all these people thinking I'm the one out there like that? First, first of all, I didn't, uh, I wasn't ready to come out. So <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yes. Everyone's on their own path and schedule. So oh, I never okay. forced. Oh, so, I get it. I get and it. I didn't know if it was, so I, and again, I never actually said I was gay till I was 32 years old. Mm -hmm. 32, 30, 30, oh, 32, 33 years old was the first time I ever said the words, mm -hmm. I am gay and told another living soul. I didn't go on a date or have any kind of experience with the man until What do you after, mean by experience? Like any kind of... <laughs> oh my God. God. Unbelievable. <laughs> any kind no, I of got you. If you just want to stay on, yes. yeah, I got yeah. you. I, was, I almost went you. down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. But yes, okay. Do you really want to know? <laughs> do you really want to know? So I never had until, uh, until after, so that Sports Illustrated article came out on a Monday. I didn't have a, an experience with the man until that Friday. Oh, so, you moved move quick. So I moved, yeah, but again, I was 33, 34 years old, so I was like, I got time to make, I got to make up for some, you know. Oh, you're but, saying oh, from oh. the article Yeah, from the article. Yeah, which so was I, after. there was no way that okay. anybody would ever suspect that I in my mind, there's no way that they could suspect that I was gay because I was still in such complete denial at that point. Yeah. Um, but if I did have a gay teammate or a closeted teammate or someone who was 
I would want them to know that I was going, regardless, I would have their back. Yeah. That I was going to be a good teammate and that I would actually Aww. say the words. No, no, he, yeah. no. And, to, and, yeah. look, look, the reason. But I'm sorry that you, <laughs> I'm sorry that they put you out. But you know where that story originated from. Nah, we, we, yeah, we know yeah. where that's, we know, we know who was planting the, there were some yeah. disgruntled people that was around our, our, our team and situation, but we don't, we, look, this is not that type Jeez. of podcast. We don't talk about that type of gossip. Real talk though, like, I, got nothing. I, I will say this, from not even, not even being that way, but having, cause I, I remember it vividly because my ankle was messed up. That's when I had to have surgery on my ankle. Okay. So I'm going out and performing, like just trying to, remember I was getting cortisone shots yeah, yeah, in my yeah. ankle. Yeah. This was right, uh, uh, I don't remember, I think Jay Kidd was coming back from some sort of injury or something. So Did our team was injury. right, somebody was right, we were right on the cusp of making the postseason and I'm like, I can't do it anymore. I'm not gonna get seven cortisone shots. I had to get bone spurs out. So I was having things said about me while I was not healthy. Mm -hmm. So like that combination was just brutal because you can't go out there. Your court isn't isn't like your your safe confines where people can get away on the court because you're just your body is not right. And then off the court, you're having people said things about you. So I will say this, like not knowing what you were dealing with, I did appreciate that support mm. because I was in a, I, you know, I was in a tough spot. I'm like, yo, this ain't true. My ankle's messed up. Mm. I don't know what's going on. So, you know, that part I don't have beef with you, yeah. but I'm like, you could have saved a lot yeah. of, <laughs> lot of rumors and questions so, if you just came out. Yeah, but I, I, again, I wasn't ready, but I'm, I'm glad How that everything's How old were you at this time? Like, when Ooh, was that? 25, 26. Oh. Yeah, we wow, were 20, like 26. Yeah. Okay. 26. Yeah, but we're like right in our primes, yeah. right? Like, 26, yeah. 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 I, I had no idea. Okay. But so so no, what no, is that process like, though? No, no, Channing, we got to go back because I know too much of this dude's story. Oh, go back. Okay. No. So, but no, 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 but I want to know, and I, I mean uh, this as okay. a brother. Like, yeah. you know, legitimately, like, okay. as much as you were, like, like stepbrothers, right? Like, <laughs> we're still brothers, right? Because people don't, everyone's going to. big gulp. No, but everyone's every, on Will Ferrell. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's going to laugh, but these are the conversations that him and I have all okay. the time. Yeah. But, like, you were engaged, right? And I know you've talked yeah. about this. This stuff yeah. and I, I remember your fiance. I remember the first time you walked yes, through the hallway. The I walk no, I remember when you walked through the hallway. <laughs> Me and Jay Kid were going out and you were coming back in and you had just gone on like your first date. I think I don't remember where we were, but you were like starry-eyed, right? Like that was so not as a, as a young man, I was trying to lie to myself. Okay. And I from, even from junior high school, when I first started dating women, I always had it in my mind that I would find the right woman who would make all these feelings that I had go away. Mm -hmm. And it does not work like that. So, um, yes, you can, and you can, like if we were, I, I would say, like I can, you can fall in love with someone for the, the person, the human being that they are, mm -hmm. but at, uh, when it comes down to sexual orientation, are you physically attracted to them? Are you, like, does that, like, what do you, like, what revs your engine kind of thing? What and revs your engine? What revs my engine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you really want to know? <laughs> God, I love you. So God. <laughs> so, it, but I was still trying to figure that out in my 20s. And, um, and yes, I, I was dating someone, got engaged. Thankfully, called off the wedding because I have since that time, and obviously since coming out, I have so many met so many people who did get married, and then were in loveless marriages, and then would start 
stepping out and like living two separate lives. And that's 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 a, that's not something you wish on anyone, kind yeah. of thing. So. Um, I just wish that I'd figured all that out. Me too. But okay, good. But I think that there's a lot of people who have who I've met who have um, similar stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, and as again, it took me until I was 32, 33 years old before I even said the, the word that I am gay and accepted it. Well, look, I had your back. I had your Thank back. You. I appreciate I had your that. back the same way you had my back, right? Because it wasn't about sexual mm. orientation. It's about, to me, it was about respect for the individual. Yeah, right. Like friendship. we we had mm. known each other for years. Mm. You like you came out and you like you had my back in a spot where like, again, we're talking about two thousand six. Like and the country was, was different. The then. country was, uh, country uh, was uh, different. Yeah, yeah, even fifteen yeah. years oh, ago, yeah, the country's yeah, yeah. different. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like. All of this stuff gets said about you and whatever. It's like, you know, it's demasculating. You're like, no, and then you don't want to like, you're not gonna go like go and overcompensate. I remember being and seeing Mike Piazza had a press conference. Yeah, right? yeah. Mike Piazza had a press conference. He's like, not the was, only professional athlete who's had a uh, had a you know had a, a press some, conference. Some conference or, some or, conversations. Uh, done an article and be like, I really like girls. Sure you do. <laughs> 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 so wait, what is that? Okay, so two two part question. Like, <clears throat> what is that like on a daily for you in the league with your feelings doing that? Right, just it, it, it doesn't have to be too personal, but like, yeah. you know, for anybody listening, they'd want to know. Like, was there more? Like, was there a lot of acting about it? Because, like, for instance, I would work out in Phoenix with like Mike Bibby. Um, God, I forgot his name. The quarterback for the Eagles back in the day. Donovan, a McNab bunch of guys. Donovan McNabb. Yeah, Donovan McNabb. A bunch of guys that we would work out with John Amici. And it was like, whatever. And then when he came out, I was like, okay. Like, yeah. um, whatever. Yeah. Like, no big deal. No, so, but to come out back then, to come out now, the, that's the first part. What was it like on a daily? And then secondly, how much has things changed from then to now? And how much do you expect it to change from now till another 15 years later? Like, do you see and feel progress to where now we can joke like this and it's not like, <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Where it's yeah. more, everyone's so much more comfortable, I feel. Yes, and I think that speaks to the issue that our country has changed um, and it's changing for the better. Um, we still have roadblocks, there are still obstacles, but on a, in a general sense, our, the, things are getting better. For me, uh, back in the day on a daily, um, it was, focus on my job. Um, there are so many people who are dealing with an issue. It isn't just about your, it could be about whatever issue is going on in your life that you, the elephant in the room that you don't wanna address. So you sort of, okay, what can I outlet? What outlet can I do? For me, it was my job. Mm -hmm. Do my job, focus on basketball. Everything is about basketball. So, that, so everything was fine, because I had that outlet. I had that daily routine until the lockout. And then when that daily routine gets disrupted, it's like, okay, <laughs> shit, I don't have this outlet. What am I gonna do for the rest of my life? When this outlet, cause you know, father time is ticking, what's gonna happen then? Um, as far as the, the environment now for, I'm in contact with closet athletes. Um, again, everyone's on their own path, but uh, for some reason, I was expecting with my story, with Robbie Rogers and uh, Major League Soccer, with the LA Galaxy winning a, a, a title with them. Um, when I came back with the Nets, um, everybody, you know, you have that all that talk, it's gonna be a distraction. We went 10 and two in my first 12 games. 
we ended up play, making the playoffs, beating Toronto in Toronto uh, in the first round for uh, in Game That's Seven. That's not that hard, by the way. Hey, come on now, <laughs> <laughs> Game Seven in Toronto. It was the loudest I've Toronto. ever been. I, it was I, a great place. It, it's it a great is, place. It, great first, place. It was the first time where I could hear, you know, that Jurassic Park outside? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you could hear oh, yeah. the people outside. outside the building. When you hear the second so, wave, because they yeah. see it, like, a few yes. seconds later. Yeah. So you hear the roar, yeah. and a few seconds later, you hear a second roar yeah. come. It's it was crazy. so cool. It was, like, it was it was awesome. Like, I, if I was, you know, a professional athlete, I would love to play in, in, like, in front of an environment like that. But anyways, we ended up beating them. So I was expecting there to be more male athletes stepping forward. Um, because when I was a young kid and I was looking for, okay, who are the gay sports heroes that I could look to, the only one I could look to on TV at my time was Martina Navratilova. Hmm. And she's an idol. I, I absolutely idolize her. Um, and before her, it was Billie Jean King. Mm-hmm. So female athletes were leading the way. And even now, <laughs> to Channing's point, like what's going on today, again, it's still female athletes leading the way with regards to living their life, speaking their truth. And you can look no further than WNBA, Sue Bird, Brittany Griner, uh, Elena Deladon, uh, the list goes on and on. Diana Taurasi of Hall of Famers who are stepping forward and speaking their truth. And you can see with the most dynamic couple, maybe in all of professional sports, as far as two athletes being Sue Bird and Megan Rapino just living their life and setting that example. Um, and I'm hoping that there's gonna be another athlete like me, a male athlete who's looking at them is gonna be inspired by them because you don't see it in the world of male sports uh, right now. What you do see is that the leagues have improved incredibly since even the time that I stepped forward in, in 2013. Uh, NBA, WNBA were the first to march in the New York City Pride Parade. Since that time, all the other major sports leagues are now participating in the New York City uh, sports, uh, New York City Pride Parade. Um, you what have. Do you, I've been. I, I like. Like. Yeah. What do you? What, what? What do you? I've been in New York during that. Obviously, when yeah. we lived there. What do you wear to that parade? So the NBA <laughs> will give you. So you usually wear jeans, <laughs> jeans and a T-shirt. I look. Look. Jeans I and a T-shirt. Support you. Yeah. I fully. Why are you looking at me? No, no, no. First of all, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. No. So this is great. We're gonna have the conversation. Have so, the com- if you yeah. haven't been in New York during so, that parade, yeah, you will see uh, everything. You will see. Uh, you will see everything. So you're asking specific to him, like what he. Yeah. I'm asking like he's my boy. So when the NBA float. We usually have uh, a T-shirt, and you could wear jeans. But if you were on your own time, if I was on my own time, I wear shorts and I would actually wear shorts because it's usually pretty hot. Shorts and a T-shirt. I'm not doing the whole leather daddy thing. That's that's not me. You know, to each their own. If everybody wants yeah. to do it, you know, you could go do it. Um, but the cool thing was, I remember um, Michael Beasley because there are straight allies who, who actually are on the float, you know, when after this, you, you and Aunt Channing can come onto if the float. If you call me, I'll be yeah. there to support you. Yeah, You're my they, brother. Uh, I'll come so y'all, y'all can come on the float. Right I'll support you. But when you turn up Fifth Avenue, it is, New York City Pride Parade is the largest in our country, probably largest Pride Parade in the world. The whole street, Fifth Avenue, from, from, the, one, from the from village the all the way up to Midtown, Lined with street, uh, lined with people, rainbow flags, the whole thing. It's it's beautiful to see. Have it's you been to any of the after parties? I have not <laughs> been to an after party for the New York City Pride Parade. Which one have you been to an after party? For? I went. To, okay, so this is funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I came out in 2013, 
I thought I was, you know, I, I was yeah, going to be the ball. A, a bell of the ball. The bell of the ball. You bell get your ball. toenails painted. So, wearing yes. Puka shell necklaces. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the toenails in a second. We do need to talk about his toenails in a second. So he we'll tells talk. Allie, he tells Allie her, 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 her nails, nails are, nice. are incredible. And I'm, like, I'm like, no, I'm like, no, he's saying that because he's probably no. going to get that color. No. That's what, yeah. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, so this no. is, uh, so here, we here we go. 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 And we wait, show uh, y'all can see the toes. We're showing toes. But wait a second. Yeah, y'all can. Uh, wait, wait French I don't, tip? yeah, is that a French you, tip, though? You, it is ashy a French tip. too. You ashy. I, I did not put, I didn't think I was going to be showing my toes on. I thought for a second you just needed a pedicure. It's a French tip. It is a French tip. You about some toenails. Yo, it is definitely. Rich. Anyways, I know. Hey, first of all, D-Way paints his toenails. Yes, he so, was like, "Yo, yeah. my, my toenails are black. Well, I might as well black. He goes, yeah. I might as well shellac them yeah. with the yes. gloss." Yes, so I guess so I will my be bad. getting that color. Bad, I will be getting that color soon, but yeah. I'm inspired now. Thank but anyway, so I go to the Abbey in, in West Hollywood. <laughs> okay, um, which is the biggest gay bar in town, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to be the belle of the ball. I'm coming in there, you know. I'm going, and this is. Yeah, in, in June of 2013, I go in there and all of the gay men in there were like, hey, how's it going? Like, no clue who I was. No, no clue. <laughs> yeah. The lesbians, oh, they knew. Oh, I hate to say it'd be like a stereotypical, like, but like the lesbians know sports. All the lesbians like flocked <laughs> to me and were like, hey, like the oh, we're hanging with Jason Collins. So I was once again surrounded by women. I was like, okay, this is cool. I know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to do this. So, so you became really good friends with a ton of lesbians. Uh, after uh, that. Yes, yes. Lesbians are great. I love <laughs> lesbians. <laughs> Yo, they're so, wonderful. Okay. I have, I had a lot of them Wait, as my college teammates in college. Straight males say love that? them to death. What? He's not straight. Can I say that? Oh, that you love lesbians? No, can I say that? Can a straight male say lesbians are awesome? Yes. Yes. One thousand percent. Straight females can be like gay dudes are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's actually a conversation. What? What? That. Just like what Channing brings up, because I think that is in all fairness, and I also think that it's a shift in a moment that we are in right now. You know, what's acceptable, what's not, what is appropriate, what's respectful, what is not. So as long as you're coming from a coming from a place of genuine respect, like you just said, it's respect, um, and that you truly have like a good heart and good intentions behind yes. what you're saying. Even if you misspeak, it's okay. And then it's it's not that it's on the person in the moment to correct you, but it's an I'll say it's an opportunity mm -hmm. for to someone educate. to say, hey, I get where you're coming from, and I love the support, but why don't we use um, this word instead, or PG this moment. term. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. But um, tight. Yes, and you, but and you, you, you can, <laughs> and you, we all know um, when someone is coming from a place of bad intentions, or someone is coming from a place of good intentions. But so. that's and that's where, like, I know people are going to see this. Uh, that's exactly and, no, I know, why. I know, yeah. I know yeah. people are going to see this and think that. Oh well, Richard's saying these things, nah, or they're yeah, cracking jokes. Yeah, we've yeah. we've been brothers for 20, yeah. 20 years. We've known each other for twenty five. Which is crazy. We, that's I like know it's crazy. Years. <laughs> we, no, but we. But he's had the same haircut though. <laughs> <laughs> he always been bald. <laughs> you know what's really bitch. funny is because he's so bald and so shiny. Our makeup artist Genesee was chasing him down the hallway to yeah. like. Oh yeah. No, but the point it. that I was going to make is like, hey, look, I'm not saying that if your buddy 
comes out to talk to the way that we have like a history uh, and mm-hmm. like I would shoot him texts and say stuff or he would shoot me texts. <laughs> you gotta put context behind everything, okay? Like you can't just. Why? <laughs> Rich sometimes forgets that part. Yeah. So if you want to offer so the yes, context. We, we, yes, if you saw some of the text messages, yeah, there's yeah. a back and forth. Yeah, and so he's cracking jokes about but my. Th- that, but that is why uh, when you do come out, you want your friends to still be your friends and just still mm-hmm. like have that relationship as you were before and, and our, Friendship has always been like, you know, a little bit trash talking, you know, a little yeah. bit of respect, you know, respectfully. You, you, you the guy that won the league in the most fouls? You? Yeah, he gave, yeah. You gave us enough. You gave, you, gave me, you gave me so much more ammo. No, but I, all, but I really just gave myself <laughs> an opportunity yeah. to really, because right. I can always okay, come so back and be like, and his, and, his def- and, his, and his default is like, do you really want to know? <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want to know, dude. I, don't, I just, how are you doing? You good? How's everything? How, how's Elsa? How's your brother? How's your kids? Like, what, what the, how the kids? What's going on? So, okay, I do, I do want to ask you a question yeah. um, before we kind of wrap up that discussion, if you will. Yeah. Because I remember my first year here, I believe it was 2018, 2019, that season. Okay. You accepted the award um, with Jeannie Bus. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, I, I think just from that moment, the league. Um, as a part of like what we all are a part of. I I know there is the element of the world and outside and that growth, um, but for you to be in the league, to come out while in the league, and then to be standing there, you know what I'm saying? Just the acceptance, the love that you're seeing. It's it's so cool to see um, sports leagues, sports franchises have Pride Night games. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that, uh, when I accepted that award, was the Lakers' first ever Pride Night game. Yep, it was. Um, so my goal as an NBA Cares ambassador is to, and you can't mandate this, but you want to sort of create that culture where at a minimum all of our franchises have a Pride Night game to celebrate the LGBTQ community, their fans, their employees, um, people in the organization, top to bottom. It's just. So I am, every time there is a Pride Night game in there, there especially when it's the Lakers, my hometown team, um, you know, I remember being a kid and going to Laker games. And um, so very honored. And Jeannie uh, is, she's just an incredible human being. I love Jeannie Buss. She's just like cool people. She oh, really is. Geez, like, you would, yeah, most down to earth, like I, <clears throat> boss. We're used to it. Literally. Uh, what does Q stand for? Uh, okay, so uh, LGBTQ. All right, let's go through it. L, yeah. lesbian. G, gay. B, bisexual. T, transgender. Q is either queer or questioning. And then you also have, you'll see LGBTQIA. Jeez, I mean, come on <laughs> we now. Can, I, know, yes. <laughs> oh I is no. for uh, intersex. Yeah. Uh, do you know what intersex is? I don't. No, okay. I don't know so any this of this is, stuff, uh, So uh, when we this were growing up, it would have been hermaphrodite. But is now the term. Oh. But intersex is now the term. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um, What's the term? What was the original term? Hermaphrodite. Hermaphrodite. He still doesn't know what that means. Okay, you have to Google no, that. No, I'm not Google. <laughs> don't, Google don't Google that. that. Don't Google this that. This is where you kidding. insert your line. Do this, you really want to know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so, but this is, but, yeah, so we're, we're doing some education here. Uh, no, yeah, this is cool. when I asked no. you what you're doing now, yes, you, the first thing you said was public speaking, yes. and I imagine you talk on this yes, a little so bit. Yes, so my mom actually hit me the other day. Wow, that's kind of because aggressive. Because she was... Oh. 
Edit. My mom called me the other day because she saw that Sam Smith go uh, uses the term <laughs> non-binary. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, what does non-binary mean? And I had to explain what non-binary meant. And okay, I, I love you, that. Just for There's, like maybe people, maybe pe them? people out there that don't know. I, I know, because but just for them, am can I you not explain mistaking? what non-binary is? Demi Lovato. Yes. Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. Because just came out non-binary. So non-binary. Yes. So when you're talking about um, LGBTQ community, you're talking about sexual orientation, but then also gender identity. How you see yourself in the mirror. Um, when you um, are non-binary, you do not see yourself as either male, traditional male, or traditional female. You are just non-binary. Like you don't, and you then use pronouns that are neither male or female. Traditional male pronouns, he, him. Um, traditional female pronouns, she, her. You use they, them, yeah. which are yeah. neutral. So, and the, the hardest Dude. thing for me was um, when I first came out, because I got like sexual orientation, <laughs> like I got that, was just understanding gender identity and understanding transgender man, transgender woman, uh, uh, being uh, bisexual, uh, which is, goes back to gender Are you bisexual? Or, or no, I am gay. I am gay. So no more, no, <laughs> no, 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 I'm just saying, I'm asking legitimate no, 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 been yes. with women and, yes. and I'm assuming that, that, that you have that, done other that, things that life no I so that's the thing is that I never before I came out public I never had other things it was always women okay and then after I caught off the engagement for three or four years I was by myself Man, completely like if I'm telling people right like, arm strong. Oh my god, right arm strong. That motherfucker out. So, uh, so I did not have any kind. Uh, but I would tell people that I was, you know, dating, and that, but um, it's interesting because I have an aunt who would ask how my dating life was going, but would use gender-neutral pronouns when asking. Oh, how are they? She would do the, how are yeah. they doing? How are they, oh, you know, she, the, knew. She, oh, knew, she knew. She knew, but she didn't want to, oh, you, you never want to force somebody out of the closet because they they could retreat further. And, um, yeah, 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 that's all so, so anyways, but you just, you lay the groundwork down. Well, okay, uh, yeah. so there's been a big shift in a conversation very, very recently about transgenders in sports, right? There, so... You know, and I know it's a complicated. I actually sent you a text because I wanted you to yeah. think about it. I wanted to hear what your <laughs> thoughts were uh, about it. Uh, but like, what are your thoughts? Because there's laws going in place. There's the president signing orders. There's individual states. Like, what are your thoughts about like transgender? Like, and it's mainly high school because I've asked Sue Bird, I've asked Elena Deladon, and they were like, and and I don't want to say what they said. We'll we'll discuss it. I want to hear what your thoughts are. No, go ahead. Like, uh, what no, it's like? just like <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts because I don't. I, okay. You know, so, so my my thoughts are, um, and the, yes, this pertains in particular. It's not just high school. It's it's down the line element 
middle yeah. school, elementary school, in regards to transgender females, transgender girls, are they gonna be allowed? So they are, for those at home, they are born as traditional as someone would think traditional boy, but then convert to um, being a female. Mm. Um, so transgender girls, I believe, should be able to play sports because it's youth sports. And I don't see, um, when it comes to collegiate level, yeah, there are um, guidelines with, with regards to their protections, with regard to checking the hormone levels and this and that. Mm. Um, even at the Olympic level, it's the same thing. They make sure that um, there's the testosterone levels and then the hormone levels. Um, but I remember playing <laughs> against, uh, and if the biggest worry is that the transgender girl is going to dominate the the other girl, the other be the be the best player on the court. Yeah, it's going to make you a better athlete going up against a better player. It's going to make you. I remember when I played against. Oh, do you remember the name Shea Cotton? Yes, yes. L.A. Legend, oh, yeah. L.A. Legend. This, Channing, you remember Shea? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, nah, yeah. I'm he, a little younger than you, but I ain't that young. No, Shea, this, well, Shea this, Cotton, well, he's an L.A. He's this an this L.A. Legend. LA. So you go up against the best, yeah. it's going to make you better. Um, and so my nieces, who are 12 and 10 right now, um, they have Damn, four games tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Channing, yeah, yeah. The girls are getting older. Gosh, but uh, And if for some reason they're playing against, and it doesn't matter if, if it's a transgender girl or if it's just a girl who's better than, it's going to make you better. It's going to yeah. make you a better athlete. But, but, what about the arg but what about the argument that they're going to take away opportunities or my daughter's not going to win a state championship or not going to get a college scholarship because so she's competing against the boy? The... Well, she's com competing against a transgender girl. You know what I'm. I'm yeah, I know. I'm I know not, what you're I, saying. I know what you're saying. We're just going to do that little little education, education there, right education. there. <laughs> education. It's actually important. It's actually important. I said yes. this is what other people yeah, are saying. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but uh, so in that moment, like, you're going to have to show me multiple examples of that happening. Yeah. I don't see that on a multiple across state levels where a transgender woman is taking scholarships away from another woman. I just, I don't see that on so many levels. Now, if we get to a place where then maybe we can readdress that at a, at a later date. At a, yeah, 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 where it becomes an actual issue. Right, now. Yes. right yeah. now we're doing a panic and we're trying to target, and it's so bullshit because this is what people do. You, you, you point at something and say, okay, focus on that. We got a whole lot of other issues we got to work on in this country, but we're worrying about transgender. Point zero, zero, yes, zero, the, zero, the, the zero, percentage, zero, the zero, numbers one, are yeah. so, so low. And one again, more zero, Richard. Zero. <laughs> one more zero. Zero, zero. <laughs> and again, for my nieces and nephew, uh, or for, for, sorry, for my nieces, for my two nieces, um, if you're going up against a, tra it's, and, and if for some reason they are a better player than you, it's going to make you better. Because what made me a better basketball player was when I was 12 years old, when I was my niece's age, I was playing in pickup games with my dad and his friends and getting beat up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're the same yeah, way. Same I know way. Channing's the same way. Yeah, that was what we did. We didn't do, a, we didn't do 100 hours of AAU. AAU yeah. was big, 
but we were still going to the parks, going and playing with our dads, going and playing with the OGs at the park. That was just kind of yeah, a part of it. And you just learn how to, okay, this is how I play against somebody who's bigger and stronger than well, me. And, and even a lot of women's team have men's or boys, like if you're in college, practice with them. Yeah. So that, that we had, there was guys. practice guys. Yeah. Our, our practice team players were guys. But people yeah. don't know that. People, if yeah. you're not familiar with like college sports, like yeah. or even w, like WNBA, they will have men practice yeah. against them. The physicality, the strength, the yeah. quickness, and all of that stuff. Allie, were those dudes f***ing you up? Or were you and Yeah, Jeez. of course they were. And yeah. we were, well, you know, I had my moments. Mack Truck had her moments. But with that <laughs> said, like, oh, you to, your, to your point, the reason why they were brought in was to make us better. So yeah. that when you actually faced your level of competition, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be then. yeah, yeah, and, and 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 trust me, I'm taking Brittany Griner all day. I don't care who you put out. <laughs> but then that's me so too. funny. It's like, dude, like when all this stuff, like everybody has an all-time team, and and I've said this about you multiple times, like when you have an all-time team, like who are the guys that you would go in a foxhole with? Mm. I don't use that term anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Another Richard moment. <laughs> but who do I want? If I, if, I had, if I had to pick... How many if, people are you going to piss off? A lot. Yes. But I just, no. like, they got to understand, like, the stuff that he says to me is no. far worse. No, no, I love there was an expression um, when the fight's going down or the, when the game's getting tough, there's an expression somebody used, like, uh, well, this player is going to go search for the team bus. He's going to be waiting for you on the team bus. He's going to be waiting on the team bus for you. No, but okay. person, if I had to pick of yeah. all the players that I've ever picked, the mm. people that I would go to battle with mm. ever in my life, mm. he is on that team. If mm. I had to make a 15-man roster of people that, like, I've been in battles with, I've looked eye to eye. Mm. Like, there were times where, like, Kenyon and Jay Kidd were heard, and me and him are looking yeah, at each yeah. other I'm like, well, how many pick and rolls are you going to set for me? <laughs> He's like, hundreds. Yeah, yeah. And we would just go out there and yeah. do it because we were, like, again, we came in as rookies. Yeah. We were together for six years and all the playoffs. So we had so much brotherhood there from a competitiveness before you even got to our college and high school histories. And so, no, like, when we crack jokes ab yeah. about this stuff, yeah. I just want to make sure that, like Jason said, Treat your friends like you've always treated your yeah, friends. Yeah. Don't change them. Like our conversation and even my conversation, how I interact with all my teammates now that I'm in the media side is still the same. I still give Channing shit. I still troll Brown. I still make fun of JR. <laughs> I do the same things I always yeah. do. Do you still hoop? No. I, I, I teach. Um, I'll do clinics, you know, okay. for the next gen, for my nieces, nephew. I'll take them to basketball practice. I'll, if I see, I was just watching the game the other day. Um, Oh, this, this is really so. If you're a youngster out there, oh, here we go. Here, I got, I got to do this moment. <laughs> I got to do this one moment. My man was calling for the ball, and the ball came, and he's gonna leave this one hand up there and try to like then bring it. If you see a ball coming, two hands. Oh, here we go. Two hands. Okay, Whoa. this is the coach coming out. I'm not even a coach, but this is just me <laughs> being like, like I'm seeing stuff on the, and I've seen, I, I see a ton of other stuff in youth sports with watching my nieces and my nephew play. But that's the one thing. That's the last one thing. Use two hands to catch the ball. We'll edit you that said. out. Because and, no, because this is, there's one player, Todd McCullough. Big dip. <laughs> Big dip. Big dip. That man, uh, you know, God bless him, nicest human being. But he ain't exactly what we say the most. <laughs> talent. But his NBA talent, he could catch a anything, pass. Any anything. pass anywhere because he used two hands to catch the ball. Yeah, and he has soft mitts, so it, it, it's yeah. just. If, so it, if, if it wasn't if it wasn't for his like you know issue that he had like his health issue, mm. Todd McCullough was oh, very he's, 
very good player. And just the nicest Amari guy. had the best hands of any NBA player I've ever seen. Best mitts. Yeah. Of like Steve would throw it anywhere and he'd grab that thing yeah. and then he Two would hands. push the other player right. and just boom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, and then, so if you're calling, if you're coaching kids, so you want to do that again? Are you gonna, are you gonna, are you gonna, are you gonna coach? What are you gonna do? You can't just be the gay ambassador. You're the sideline reporter. Just, no, I'm just like the sideline. So sprinkle a little sideline dust be, on it. You just can't be the gay basketball no. ambassador forever. Oh, like, yeah. what, what are you yes, gonna do? actually, he can't. No, he can't. Look, respectfully, like even though we don't give each other many compliments, he has a lot to offer to the game. The dude was a high school All-American, college All-American, first round pick. Hang on, I actually was going to ask this. Are you and Channing a All-American? No, I, Channing might have been. Channing might have been All-American. No. You, so no. you have bragging rights over these two people. That's another lesson He don't want to talk about that. So what we can talk about tennis. That's what I do now. I play tennis. He don't want to talk about TV on the court. look at you. Yeah. In fact, when... Tennis at your size? Oh, yeah. I love you. Don't laugh at his jokes. He's like my new best friend. No, don't laugh at his jokes. He just said women like gay men, Allie. Lord, don't feed it. A joke. <laughs> yeah, so we've had, I, I want to say this as an LA guy and people don't know about like how small our community in the town is. Gilbert is a reoccurring guest and topic on our podcast and we've had him okay. here. As an LA guy, you got to give us a Gilbert story. Because we had, remember when we were at the, the, the uh, best Gilbert story I have is, an, is a. But let's not turn this into something that shouldn't be. No, 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 no. no, no. no. I'm just telling the Gilbert story that, uh, the best Gilbert story I have. Because Gilbert, he knows how to push people's buttons, <laughs> like even more than Richard. Like RJ knows how to push. You, obviously, you know this. Yeah. But Gilbert is like a master at pushing people's buttons. But for me, I never let it. Get, I always just tried to be like, "That's Gilbert. Let me, let me just. <laughs> Gilbert's over there. Not worry about I'm Gilbert. I'm <laughs> moving over here because I. I just. You do just not, know. You know. I, I don't need that. And you know, it, I've always had nice, you know, good interactions with him. For the most part, you know, tough games, you know, hell of a basketball player, but he knows how to push people's buttons. And the funniest story I know is a UA story, which I know you guys know, is what happened with Eugene Edgerson and, oh uh, and Gilbert. God. Hasn't been told on this podcast, so please. You guys have you know the story? You no. know what he did? He chased him yes. around the arena. <laughs> Yeah, he changed. With, oh, with the with the with the, metal, with the, with the tire, yeah, tire a, iron. So yeah. He, so like <laughs> Gilbert. So Gilbert. Our again. team. Our team. Our yeah. Cleveland team. Our, our 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 Cleveland team. And how crazy we were, and people have no idea. That's how our Arizona team was. We were really dysfunctional. So right? like you know that there are certain people, and we all know one right now that you just do not push the buttons on. Like you, if you push yeah. the buttons on some, certain people, they will cross a line. They'll they'll. they'll yeah put you in your place like try to and Eugene was one of those guys and I heard a story about him Gilbert pissed him off did something and my man had uh some sort of metal ob like a tire iron or something yeah, like a metal rod yeah and he, he was chasing him around Gil the arena he was chasing Gilbert he around the arena and, yes. well, now, now Eugene was crazy like this one I, I say this respectfully like and we we've talked about it. it's like our team and Jason knows this like when we would compete, we were very good on the court and we were this and we were great competitors, but you would just hear tons of stories flowing out about the immaturity. And we had a guy on our team, Eugene Anderson, we've all matured since we were in our 20s, but he was a crazy person. Yeah, you know what? I actually don't think he's crazy because I actually no, had no. that. I wanted to do to that. Do that, that to, to Gilbert. Gilbert. <laughs> to chase 
him around the arena with the metal object. But I just was like, I'll probably oh, go no. to jail for that. And it, it, it'll, be, it'll be frowned upon. No, but that's the thing. It was crazy <laughs> meeting crazy. Like, I like to push buttons. I like to push buttons because that's what I enjoy to do. I think it's funny and the, the humor in it. But, like, I also can read a bit of a room. Those two individuals, Eugene Anderson and Gilbert Arenas, they push buttons and don't read rooms. So then when one of them passes the line, then they're dealing with the, like, the repercussions of both of each other's psychosis. And Gil, just so you know, I think we've all learned in this business that we give everyone a chance to speak. You're on our list. We want you in here. Yeah, Gilbert's coming. Gilbert's coming. So I, your piece. I, so I just wanted to, he never caught him, though. I think he just. No, he didn't catch him. But there was times where, like, Gilbert would walk around with, like, we like when we'd have to go to, like, uh, Food right after, like at, at the hotel, like the training training meal, Gilbert would just have a steak knife in his hand, just holding it, just waiting for like Eugene to do something. Oh, it was like, but like <laughs> Eugene would fight any. <laughs> Eugene would fight any. Eugene was le legitimately like our Kenyon Martin. He was our Kenyon Martin, yeah. like a yeah. LSU guy, yeah, super strong guy. and physical, yeah. not the most talented from like a college standpoint, but like was like. He'd give you all he got. He'd give you all he he's got. He's one of those guys that you would want on your team because you know he's going to give you 110% And effort. no one's really going to fight you because they got to deal with him. Yeah, because yeah. like, yeah, if, yeah. <laughs> well, let me go get my big brother. Let me go like, you really want to mess with me? Because Eugene just waiting to check in. He's like a dog on, just ready to get left off he's the like leash. He's like a guy, like, like, you know, you just like have like an afro and like a cigarette, like. Yeah, I'll guard. I'll, so, guard, I'll guard the motherfucker. So, really, really quickly, because the one person he didn't mess with, Eugene never messed with, was Michael Wright. Michael Wright. That boy, the, that boy's the, strong. You, you know Michael Wright. Again, Michael Wright, you were one of the most physical guys over the course of your career. Mm -hmm. Michael Wright was one of the most physical oh, guys. In college basketball. Yeah. yeah, well, in college basketball. He was our power forward. Also gay. Yeah. Also found out much later, and I found out from other people because he was basically dating somebody when he got over to Europe, and then all the European guys that would play over there, like Gary Neal and different guys that would come over to the league, and they'd be like, hey, you know your boy Michael Wright? And I was like, yeah, like, you know he's gay? And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, he walks around, got a boyfriend holding hands. I was like, no idea. Mm -hmm. And then finally later, later on in his career, he kind of, more people knew, and I had a conversation with him briefly, but like, when you see a guy that you were competed so closely with, mm -hmm. like same thing, physical, aggressive, like I, I, God rest his soul, because Michael passed away. He was actually, you know, allegedly his his former lover is on trial for for his murder. Mm -hmm. um, so God rest his soul. But like, how is that when you're talking to? You said you talk to closeted athletes. Yeah. Like how is that? Because there is so much that goes into that. So. You touched upon uh, one thing that there's this stereotype of like that we all grew up as, as kids of what a gay athlete is going to be. Like a gay athlete is going to be um, soft mm -hmm. and is going to be you know, the, the boogeyman, basically. Um, and that, that was like the stuff that I was dealing with, too, because I was like, I'm not that way. I'm, I'm physical. I'm blah, blah, blah. You're dirty. I, yeah, well, I wasn't dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, so there's, there's that component to where you sort of have to break that all down and just say, I'm me, and just stereotypes be damned. Um, and then what was the first question? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the uh, damn wine is taking effect. That wine is different. That What is this wine? I think this is a good time to plug this one. Oh, yeah. shall we? Thanks to our friends over at Cavus. They always keep our engine rolling. I love that line. Um, yeah. And we are going to send you a couple bottles. Oh, so thank I'm going to get your information after this. And right. we will send you, because of course, Cavus, yes.
Um, but I do want to, because I know we are on a time yeah. crunch. I have one last question when we're done. Then that's it. I just want to make sure we've touched everything. Is there anything that you want to push yeah, out there that you're working plug? on? What can we plug for you? Because this yeah. airs over and what? over again. Oh, shit. No. <laughs> yeah, Channing, we got your, we got your <laughs> wine. <laughs> you didn't get it. Now we got it. Now we got it. I didn't it. get it. Get it. Now we got get it. it. There Richard. he goes. I didn't there get it. Goes. I got it. I got it. That's awesome. I got it. I got it. We're going to have to fight to keep it. all of these in. No. We're going to have to fight so hard. Yeah, AJ is going to walk in here so fast. That went way over my head. No, no, no. You got it. Oh, I missed it. I don't even know. He said, so what do you want to plug? Wanna plug? <laughs> oh, Jesus. How old are we? I know. I'm 12. <laughs> Thank you, Channing. Thank you. I know. I know. You guys still yeah. think having homosexuals in the I will just let you all know that I observe oh, for a living, and I've watched yes. everyone. Yeah. Sonia, and that's yeah. also Justin, a really cool Helena, making sure that they're think, You guys still think having homosexuals in a locker room would be a problem? No, so that's also what happened fine, when guys. I was with the Nets. We were able to just laugh and joke. Laugh we, about we were it. able to be a great team, and there was none of that homophobia, like in the F word and all, you know, the stuff that you it's almost okay. have in the locker room before. But when I came out, my teammates respected me, and we were still able to laugh and joke and have yeah. good times. And so I hope those other athletes who are closeted, um, that they, they realize that when they step forward, that the league will support them, that hopefully their franchise will have, you know, will support them, and that, that their teammates, their brothers will support well, them. Well, and understand, and also respectfully, that there's going to be people that don't, yeah. right? And yeah. those yep. people you wouldn't want in your life anyway. Exactly. And then there's going to be people like me who are just going to give you shit regardless. Yeah, we're just joking with you regardless. There was only one people person. Go, people, nobody, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry, no, no, yeah, I was just gonna say there was only, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Chan. If you took a flight over here, we could get, no, no, but there was only one person who said something inappropriate to me yeah. um, on the court. There was only one person, and I was expecting it maybe even to be from a fan. It wasn't, the yeah. fans were great. We had a road trip to Charlotte, New Orleans, and Dallas. Like Ooh, going, south, south. going through the South, going through the Bible Belt. I thought, okay, I gotta mentally prepare myself. Like if the fan says this or does this, I have to control myself because I don't wanna, you know, being the first, I don't wanna have this like, here moment, goes the first moment. gay man into the crowd trying to, be, like, <laughs> trying to beat somebody. And I was like, I'm gonna control, I'm gonna control everything. And, and sure enough, um, Hey, when we went through Dallas, there was a kid holding up like, welcome to Dallas, Jason, with like big rainbow and, and everything. It was, like, it it was, was like, awesome. It drove me nuts yeah. that he became but, so but popular. Fans, look, it annoyed me. My jersey was a number one Guys, bestseller. That's, that's the nonsense. Okay, Say no, it louder. Say my it louder. jersey was the number one uh, bestseller. Yeah, and like, so that and, shows and, and the lesbians the power. Were, it was all the lesbians. It shows the power of the LGBTQ community allies it does the, the purchasing power that the, the market is there for those athletes that are closeted the support and the purchasing power will be there you will keep your endorsements i'm still a nike nike athlete you know I he's got looking my around i'm looking around for my nike it's like oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> where my nike stuff um but it, so to those athletes who are like do i do this should i not do this and that worry that it, the articles are just going to be written and written and written like when I got back in the league with the Nets, it was about four days that they wrote the articles and then they're like, okay, wait, how's the team doing? Oh, they're winning. <laughs> and then yeah. a week oh, later. Which is stress. That's <laughs> the stress because if the team yeah. goes 0-5, they're well, looking at you. Well, yeah, well, 
but if your teammates surround, you know, if you're, you come together, it, it, it'll make the team stronger. No. I truly believe it'll make the team stronger. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, the, the one, mm. like, again, there, this is on a separate topic. Mm. Uh, we talked about our Arizona Stanford stuff. Do you have something else? Nope. We're going to end uh, So, Arizona uh, Stanford, Pac-12, we talked about this. I just had a question. Like, yeah. a couple months ago, they talked about kind of eliminating a ton of sports from Stanford. Are you familiar with that? I am. Did you see what just happened? Yes, okay. I did. I saw what just happened. Uh, they reinstated it, but I, I just, yeah, they reinstated all of them. But all I wanted, them. like, as Stanford is, and I know you are a proud alumniist, alumniist. Oh, dear al- God. Al- Arizona, al- here al- we al- go. Al- al- <laughs> al- <laughs> alum- alumni. <laughs> Alumni? You can just say I'm alum. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, Jeez. no. Jeez. We, 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 are, are you saying Pam? No, but my point is this: is that Stanford is, that is one of the rich. Stanford is one of the richest schools in the world. They have a twenty-nine billion dollar endowment, and they were going to cut down, like, oh, I think it was eleven, 11, sports, 11 sports because of an eight million dollar budget. Right, and these are like sports that like push to the Olympics. They're Olympic athletes, but like so. There was a a, a male wrestler who won the NCAA national championship. Yeah. yeah, and he wore like a like a blank jersey because you know, he didn't like want a, to represent Stanford. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I, like so, but speaking as a person that went to the school, and, uh, and I assume you graduated. Um, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. So, but like, did what, you? No, no. What, why do you think I'm still working? Why do you think I'm still working? What's the com- but what's but what's the conversation amongst like because it's like wait why did why did Stanford athletes have to go out and raise money to participate in sports, right? Like when the school has that much money. I think there's some politics involved um, in that uh, internal Stanford politics that, um, I, I'll just say this. I am glad to see that all of the sports are going to be remaining. Uh, none of the sports, uh, and those athletes are going to lose their, uh, scholarships. Um, they will be able to play their sport. Um, the internal workings of that, of the decision as to why those 11 sports and to why there was, um, a budget, that there wasn't yeah. a budget for them. Um, that has been debated, but I am not in the room. So I don't know the true story as to why that happened. Uh, I just know, okay, what's the outcome? The outcome is the 11 sports are remaining. Those players get to play. Those athletes, student athletes get to continue. And um, I like it. I like so it. You I, don't want to say anything negative about Stanford. No, I hear no, but it's $29 billion and they're I, trying to save I, eight. I, I, Everybody I went know. through some tough stuff. Like I, I, all these yes. kids that they're trying to take yes. off scholarship, parents yeah. lost jobs, lost yeah. money, yeah. all yeah. of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you got $29 billion and you want them to represent you. I, I, I don't know. The inter- I will say this. Um, just about every former Stanford basketball player, we're on a, a WhatsApp group chain. Yeah. Now you want to see some funny shit. Yeah, oh, we got one too in <laughs> Arizona. Got two, you we got one too. That's... So, um, we debated that. We talked about that. About like, okay, what is really going on? Like, why didn't they come to the athletes for like we we so we had that discussion amongst ourselves, but we still didn't have the answers. Mm. One thing that I would like to say, which is really cool about um, that text chain. Um, when the unrest happened over the summer, we were talking obviously about what was happening in our country, the unrest, and we're like, okay, what can we do? Like the, the problem seems so big. And one of our, our guys said, okay, think of something that you can do in your own world that can help 
this situation, Hope. And one guy, um, Eric Reveno, who's an assistant coach for Georgia Tech, said, I'm going oh, to Josh see. Or, yeah, Josh Passner. Oh, yeah, Josh Passner. Yeah. Yes, Josh Passner, yeah, yeah. head coach. He said, I'm going to see. Hey, you I'm... hear that, kid? Stanford kid? Stanford kids are working for Arizona guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But we, we know. We're not letting you gloss <laughs> over that. You're not letting them gloss over uh, that. You want to talk about my education? You hear that? Stanford kids are working for Arizona guys. Just this, you know, yeah, no okay. big deal. All right, yeah, sip your wine. <laughs> okay, so. Keep going. I apologize. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit it out so it looks serious, more serious. So, but Eric Reveno said, okay, wouldn't it be great if the NCAA made election day a national holiday for student athletes? That'd or be great. at least got it so that there were no collegiate activities. There, everything Practices, was going to be excused no on genius. election day. Guess what ended up happening? No way. Yeah. Congratulations. He was, a, he was able to, and, and through a network of people, it spread of, okay, because that's like a no, it seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, encourage <laughs> 18 and 19-year-olds to, to get, get out registered and get to vote, registered to, to vote, vote to, to exercise. This is the day off, yeah. yeah. To, it, and, and that's uh, what ended up happening. And with having them on college campuses, voting opportunities, and it's like, yeah, I think yes. that's genius. It's like, it's one of those things that's like, makes such sense that yeah. you're like, why wasn't this done earlier? Yeah. Yeah, but, but a coming, lot of that, it's coming. We don't yeah. Have yeah. so I got to give my flowers, my, you know, to my Stanford brother, Eric Reveno, and, you know, and, he, he kicked he kicked the That's idea awesome. out there and and we were able to, to get all that pull together. Look at you, yeah, man! So we, it all started just, from a WhatsApp it's, text. It's all not just flowers <laughs> and, and painted toenails with you. Good oh, job. Man. And with that said, Jason, <laughs> we appreciate you um, more than you know. I just met you today for the first time, and I will say, from the moment I met you out there to the last hour and a half spent, Channing said it best at the very beginning of all of this with your brother and just the wholesome love. Like you have that. Thank you have you. that deep to your core, and Thank you. we appreciate the conversation, the education, um, and again, for those that watched this whole episode, to understand the history, the backstory, um, the shared respect, um, brotherhood between all of these guys, obviously, is very genuine. So, cheers. Thank yeah, you to you. Yeah, six years, dude. Finally Another got Cheers. Hey, Road Trippin' fam. We are excited to let you know that Road Trippin' is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played NBA Daily Fantasy on FanDuel before? Well, check this out. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Why should you play on FanDuel NBA? Well, for one, it is easy to use when it comes to their app. What's not to love about that? But also, for example, they offer different and unique contests across sports in relation to your skill level. Oh yeah, and get this, you can play for big prizes, single game contests for the biggest national matches, and enter contests for as low as five cents. That's right, five cents. Simply incredible. So again, let's recap. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Enter URL FanDuel.com backslash roadtrippin to play now and get your deposit bonus. That's URL FanDuel.com backslash roadtrippin so they know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win.